0: Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast.
1: Hi there, Cheryl here. Today is an extremely special day. I am so grateful to be here with Natasha Engen, Senior Vice President of Global Sales at Dell Tech. Natasha, thank you for taking a few moments out of your extremely busy schedule.
2: Cheryl, thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to speak with you. The work that you're doing with the the Zone Lab is so important and inspiring to so many women.
1: Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear about your story and how you got to where you are today, as well as all of your amazing work at IBM and before. But before we jump in and you start sharing some of these gold nuggets of wisdom, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about earlier in your life and what inspired you to greatness as a young person? Well, compared to me, you still are young, but you know, as a younger (laughs) person, um, what inspired you to greatness? Or on the flip side, did you have any hardship that you just decided you were just going to push through? I mean, where does your story begin?
2: Wow, that's a loaded question. Where does my story begin? Well, first off, um, I feel like I was pretty lucky. Um, I grew up in rural Minnesota in a small town of about 10,000 people. Uh, And as my kids say, in the middle of nowhere, because my parents still live out in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. But, uh, you know, I had, um, I I think I did not have a hardship so much as I had a role model and somebody that I really looked up to. I remember from when I was a young child, Um, my aunt was, uh, worked at target and she was a toy buyer and I was a young child, you know, she had access to every toy that you saw on TV and all the, all the cartoons and everything. And so I'd go visit her in Minneapolis and go to her office and they had this closet and it had every toy you ever saw on TV and you could go play with it. And I used to be able to take samples out of there occasionally and it was pretty exciting. But going back to when I was like, you know, eight, nine years old and she was a toy buyer and I was visiting her, I spent a lot of special time with her. Um, And later on, I think when I was in high school and before and when I went to college and I ended up going to Mount Holyoke, I didn't realize, which is a women's college in Massachusetts, I didn't realize um, how unique an opportunity that was. Um, She was the first woman buyer at Target. She was the first woman divisional. Um, At one point she ran half the store, half the goods in the store. She was the buyer and uh, merchandising leader for. So, and she told me a number of stories uh, where she, she never had any kids. She really dedicated herself to her career. Um, And it was hard for women at that time to really get ahead. And you got to mind, you got to understand that she started at Target. It was like six stores and it was owned by Dayton Hudson. So she was there and she started as a secretary right out of college for the CEO And then went into the junior development program, merchandising program, and then worked her way up, you know, to be reporting to the C-suite when she retired. Um, But she had an amazing run and she was really um, an inspiration for me um, because I grew up in a small town in Minnesota and I didn't have a lot of uh, other people in my life. My parents both grew up on dairy farms. um, And so she was kind of this anomaly out there for me to kind of look up to. And see this exciting life. She went to Asia, traveled all over the world professionally, and did a lot of amazing things.
1: That is incredible. And what a thrill to be a kid. And your eyes must have popped out of your head.
2: It was all about the toys. (laughs) When I was young, it was all about the toys. And as I got older, I was like, wow, this woman is um, an amazing role model for me. And I often went to her for advice and counsel. And she was actually became my first mentor before I even realized what a mentor was.
1: Yeah, and I just want to pause for a second on that, you know, because obviously we're going to be talking about leadership and the importance of mentorship. But imagine if um, two things, if you didn't have your aunt or if she took no interest in you and she was not very friendly, not welcoming, not inviting you in to her world. I mean, it could potentially have altered the trajectory of your life.
2: Completely, right? Because life is all about the opportunities you have and then what you make of them.
1: And Absolutely. So, and it's not just that she provided you with opportunity. She provided you with a feeling, right? A feeling yeah. of this is amazing. You can do it. Come in with me. Um, and so I think that that's really a great springboard into our discussion on mentorship and the importance because... You know, before we went live, we are talking a little bit about how, you know, not to generalize, but a lot of women um, are, you know, we have to check all the boxes. We're very thorough. And before we raise our hand or apply for something or throw our hat into the arena, we want to make sure we're qualified and, you know, that type of thing. Where sometimes we get overlooked because our male counterparts are more vocal. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the possibility of it being, cultural indoctrinations of how we were raised or what we witnessed in our, you know, our mothers, our grandmothers. Um, And so, you know, what do you think is most important on two sides of this? One is when you're seeking out a mentor, you know, if you're an emerging leader, uh, or if you are a mentor, how can you be most effective?
2: So first off, if I think you're seeking out of a mentor, I would really recommend you just take the initiative to reach out to someone that you admire and that you want to be like, or you want to learn from them. No one has a perfect path. (laughs) And so I think first off, you've got to not be afraid to ask for help or ask someone to share their wisdom with you. Um, And mentor relationships actually go two ways. It's not just about the mentor helping the mentee. The mentee is actually providing a lot of education And learning opportunities to the mentor
1: and that's a really important point because a lot of times mentors they've been around for a while and a lot of times there's fresh eyes if you're a mentee so i just want to really spotlight what natasha said is don't be afraid to share insights thoughts ideas and that type of thing and i think you have a pretty uh a pretty interesting story where you're not just um telling us what to do but you really walk the walk do you want to share that
2: Sure. Um. I, you know, I personally mentor a lot, a lot of women um, and men. By the way, but you know, I, I co-founded Women at Dell Tech uh, when I joined Dell Tech about five and a half years ago. And prior to that, I had spent about eleven years at IBM, and I was part of. I led. I was the exec sponsor for Women in Security. And then before that, I was involved in Super Women's, which was the software group, uh, women's group. So had a lot of opportunity to be in women's organizations that supported and absolutely helped women find mentors, um, no matter what level you were uh, within that organization. And I think it's super important that we help each other. Um, I always say there's two types of women I've come across in my career. Um, ones that look at you as a competitor and don't want to help you—they want to squash you <laughs> and, t- and blow out your light. I'd like to say—and others that want to re- lift you up because they think there's room at the table for everybody and really want to help uh, create a lot uh, more female leaders and leaders. Um, so yeah, and so what? One of the things that we do at Women at Dell Tech today is we have um, typically uh, every other month we hold a session. We actually had a session today. All around, um, you know how how do you think about how you show up, um, body language? Um, you know, one of the things that came in is executive presence was something we talked about, um, and you can have executive presence even as an individual contributor. It's about how you show up and how you show up, you know, on Zoom or virtually or face to face as a lot of folks are getting back in the office or going to events and going to conferences and just, you know, taking, you know, taking hints from like Amy Cuddy and her TED talk, you know, where you're like having the winning pose and, you know, going through those uh, steps to leverage uh, the power positions. Um, Women, a lot of times don't do that. We like to make ourselves small and meager rather than sitting up straight and uh, being open. Um, and being more confident. So I think that's a great opportunity as well. So, you know, it's just important to interact and support each other as women and mentoring is a key way to do that.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's really seeking out and finding people that are like that. And if, you know, you're listening, thinking about, well, how can I add one more person to that, you know, to that mentor, even thinking of creating a mentoring circle or something like that. And if you think about to your point, you know, a lot of the research that Amy Cuddy did, you know, is out in nature. If you look about, you know, for example, uh, a gorilla, when a gorilla is owning his or her territory, they're very big, you know, with their arms really way high up in the air. And they're not cowering when you're closed. If you're out in nature, it means that you're basically ready to be hunted. If you... And so I think that that is so important, and it really starts with mindset. Am I am I worthy of this position? Do I deserve it? And you know, so that that being said, uh, we talked a little bit about mindset because you know, putting on my coaching hat for a moment, a lot of this journey starts with before you can start mapping out a plan and what to do. It starts with well, what mindset. How can we develop a world class mindset and gain real um, clarity around what we want and deserve? So, is there been a you know a mindset that's really helped you go from you know that trajectory from when you started all the way up through IBM and to where you are today?
2: Yeah, you know, I would say the number one thing that I've done is really try to make time for working out, meditation. Um, I have to admit, I fall off the rails sometimes because, <laughs> you know, I, it's sometimes life happens and other things get in the way. But for me, um, when I take the time for myself to take care of my own mental health and my physical health, I'm in a much better position to take care of the people um, I care about in my family and my kids, as well as those at work. Because I feel like no matter if you're leading yourself or leading others, you become, you show up better and you show up. Um, in a better position to lead others and give your whole self to them and to whatever position you're in when you're taking care of yourself physically and mentally.
1: A hundred percent. I cannot agree more. And a lot of times uh, this is easy to happen. And while early when the pandemic started, people, I think at least from the hundreds, not thousands of people I've talked to, they thought they'd have more time But actually, it never really felt that way. And so that is so important. And just to start little and be consistent. You know, if you're listening and you're like, that's an amazing idea. Uh, But just, yeah, start small and be consistent. It's so important. It
2: is. And I think when you have um, that physical time or that time for yourself to get clarity, you're also able to make better decisions. And I've leveraged it to actually make career shifts and to consciously make career decisions to leave uh, companies where I wasn't getting what I needed and let others be in control of my career steps and my next role versus me being in control and doing what I wanna do, what's right for me in my life and and the balance that I wanna strike professionally and personally.
1: Yeah, and I would like you to elaborate on that because I think if we're running really hard and not taking that pause, not taking care of ourselves, And um, then we're in reactive mode. In reactive mode means that we do what everyone puts on our plate, or we might shift to a different department because someone says we should. And so we were talking a little bit earlier about being open to a move if someone thinks that you might be good at something (laughs) that you're not necessarily feeling competent at, but also the ability to be discerning about saying, well, thank you for offering that, but this is what I want to do. So can you share a little bit about, you know, when you were making some tough decisions and, you know, the importance of taking that time and taking care of yourself and how it facilitated a decision that was right for you?
2: Absolutely. Let me say that I've made some crazy decisions too yeah. though along the way.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll give a, I'll give an example before
2: I like I was still working out, I was doing it, but I don't think I was as mindful in my decision making. Um, when I was younger in my career, probably around 28 ish, I um, had a management job in a software company and I had just got and I was about ready to get married. So I went off, got married, came back from my honeymoon. Um, I get back literally two days after I get back from my honeymoon. My boss and the head of sales uh, said to me, we have a foreign assignment in Asia. Are you interested in doing it for a year and a half to two years? I said, give me the evening. Let me go talk to my husband, my new husband. I came and, and my husband and I talked about it and I knew, and we, you know, we just got married newlyweds. We didn't have any children at the time. And my husband's a lawyer and can't live internationally. So he couldn't go with me. And he had his own law. He's had his own law firm at the time. And... Um, But we decided that this was the best thing for me in my career long term is let's let me go and take this foreign assignment now before we had children. Um, So I did. I went back the next day and I don't think these gentlemen thought I was ever going to take this role. They're like, there's no way this woman who just got married and her husband's not going to let her leave for two years and just go run a business in Asia Pacific and see him like once a month or once every two months. But I did. I went for it. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I learned so much. I was outside my comfort zone almost every day. <laughs> and I was often the only female in, 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 in sales and leadership and technical meetings with some of the biggest companies in Asia. And uh, it was an awesome growth experience for me and an amazing opportunity.
1: Well, I want to comment on two things. First of all, you have an amazing husband. Um, yes, and- yes, it matters who you marry if you get married. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're considering getting married, Be mindful of this story. Um, And then also good for you. That took an immense amount of courage. And I think it probably seems like it was like the springboard to everything else. Like, well, if I can do that, then maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. And so good for you. I, I I definitely think it was a springboard.
2: And that company I worked for was later when I was over in Asia was acquired by IBM. And then I spent 11 years at IBM. Um, but I spent a number and I came back pregnant when I came back from my foreign assignment, um, by the way. My husband was visiting me every other month. <laughs> so, but but um, so when I came back uh, to the U.S. and um, had a number of leadership roles at IBM, uh, and an amazing amount of opportunity because they had a lot of focus on DE&I. So diversity, equity and inclusion at the time, which I don't think I realized how amazing it was because I'd worked at a small Um, software company that the entire executive team was male, except for the head of HR, which was who was female at the time. So, and then I go to IBM and that you get more diversity, uh, more opportunity, more tracks and programs for women and minorities. And so it was a real eye-opening experience for me. And I had an amazing opportunity to have roles I never would have had if I'd been at a smaller company. Um, I was in a new role every um, 12 to 18, I think 24 months was the longest time I was in a role. But I had a number of opportunities every about 18 months um, in in different business units, different businesses, um, everything from turnaround of legacy businesses to fast growing startup businesses. And it was just an awesome experience. But then I decided, you know, I needed to take some time for myself and my family. And so I opted to leave and go to a smaller company where I could have more balance.
1: Yeah, so it seems like you've been at the right place at the right time and have made some really good decisions. And so for any emerging leaders that are watching, would you encourage them to maybe just go for it and maybe some opportunities if they feel like in their gut and their heart are right, but maybe they don't make 100% sense, what would your advice be?
2: Um, well, a lot of times, women we have imposter syndrome. A lot of people have imposter syndrome, where they don't feel like they des- are deserving of an opportunity. Um, and as women, we tend to think that we've got to check every single box on a job description before we can apply to a job. Um, I can be guilty of that, but there have been times when I've been just throwing my hand in the, throwing my, you know, name in the hat and gone for it. Um, I really recommend that if there's an opportunity that presents itself, you got to weigh the pros and the cons. But um, even if you check 30% of it, go for it. If you got an opportunity, you got to go for it. Because if we don't ever regret, I know this is kind of cliche to say this, we never regret the things we do, we regret the things that we don't do in life.
1: Yeah, I just have a couple quotes from you that I'm writing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, I think that's great. If you can check 30% of the boxes, go for it. So if you didn't yes. hear that, yeah. um, I think that is sticky note worthy. If I can check 30% of the boxes, go for it hundred percent. Well, for those listening um, either live or, you know, that are going to be listening after the fact or reading or listening to, um, what is a call to action? You know, a lot of these things seem super impactful and really transformative, but if you have someone watching, what is something that you would encourage them to go do? I would
2: encourage everyone out there to lead from where you're at. And one of the things that when you're doing that, doesn't matter if you're an individual contributor, a a first line manager, um, a VP, an executive, you just need to lead where you're at because everyone has the opportunity to be a leader. And the other thing is just be courageous. Be courageous um, in your leadership. Do the right thing. Have a North Star and act with integrity.
1: I think that is amazing advice. And I think it will for sure go far, especially during this kind of what feels like a disruptive time. And, you know, Natasha, thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom. I wish you all the continued success. And I look forward to following your journey.
2: Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you today.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader Podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.